Welcome back, Matadors Halftime, brought to you by Northridge Toyota. Sitting down with UC Irvine assistant Ryan Bowder-Telly. Coach, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. Matt and Orlando did a story about you recently with your relationship with Kobe Bryant, which I know everybody in the Big West has read, but I kind of wanted to get behind the curtain. You have a real interesting history yourself being with UC Irvine. You told me it's 15 years now. You're also a Capo Valley guy. Brian Mulligan was your high school coach. Bill Mulligan, obviously legendary coach at UC Irvine. Did he play a role? Brian Mulligan play a role in getting you to UCI? Take me through that. You're a UCLA guy, and you end up at UC Irvine. How does that happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I graduated um, from UCLA, um, you know, as a pre-med, so my plan was, you know, hey, you know, kind of figure out what's next. My plan was to, you know, take a year off and, and you know, go down that route. And um, I started coaching at Capo, where I went to school with Coach Mulligan. And um, I quickly realized that coaching was my calling. I mean, I'd always stayed involved with basketball, even when I was at UCLA. Um, and it was a weird thing because it, it made a lot of sense, especially looking back at the time. It was, you know, it was, it didn't. Um, and I kind of fell into it a little bit. But yeah. Being with Brian at Capo made me realize how much I loved coaching, but also made me realize how much I wanted to be at the college level. And I was really fortunate that um, Todd Murphy, who played with Brian Mulligan at UC Irvine, was an assistant at UC Irvine at the time. And I had the great fortune of getting to know Todd Murphy. And um, you know, two years into being at Capo Valley, I was able to get my foot in the door at UC Irvine as a volunteer video coordinator because Todd Murphy was there and he spoke on my behalf. And, um, and Pat Douglas, who was the head coach at the time gave me that gave me that chance. All right, let's talk about the transition. So the way Norlander's article comes out, did Kobe help you save your job when Pat Douglas was released, or was that already in, in the works? They always usually keep one or two guys for continuity. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone really knew the extent of uh, my relationship with Kobe, um, and no one really did all the way through you know the time that he was at UC Irvine. I think they knew that I was you know maybe the liaison at UC Irvine. I think that was maybe a little bit of a perk. Um, you know, but you know, when Coach Turner got the job, it was very much about you know the relationship I had built with the administration there, um, with the players there, um, establishing myself with Southern California roots. So I think that was a, a bigger component than than really the Kobe connection. Um, but definitely having Kobe around, I think, helped. Um, you know, just with that transition period. But to be honest with you, on a personal note, Kobe helped me kind of get through that. Um, you know, as far as just motivating me and keeping me, you know, excited about the opportunity of staying there. And to be honest with you, that was a big part of really why I wanted to stay there because we had a good thing going. I think both yourself and I got to know Coach Ton a little bit, Ali Ton. Sure. The success Irvine has had, largely, I mean, you guys are the main recruiters. Coach Ton was a recruiter, now you're the main recruiter. The players you bring in kind of fit Russ's system, but you still got to go find them. Take me through that process a little bit. Well, I think one of the most important components of, of a program is obviously recruiting. And you have to recruit to... Obviously, your coach, his style, the type of person that he is, the type of play that he's going to you know, have with his team. Um, but then also, you have to find guys that, that fit your school and fit your program and fit you know, really into the fabric of the university. And um, you know, I think as a group, we worked so well together. That first staff that we had with not only Ollie Tom, but Nick Booker as well, along with, with Coach Turner, we established a culture in recruiting um, that valued character, that valued players that were maybe undervalued, that needed development, that maybe were a little bit younger, and um, we found those guys and guys that wanted to really develop and be good and be in, a, in an environment where they can really thrive that way. And so I think that first core 
coaches that we had really established our culture, obviously with the leadership of Coach Turner, but you know, I think establishing that culture and who we were, our identity in recruiting was really important and that's been you know, really a critical component of how we've built it. It was before you got on board, but Coach Douglas was so close, that early 2000 era, and then you guys, your staff, was able to kind of push to where, you know, you guys are really kind of the, the bell cow of the Big West right now. Yeah. Got to be gratifying for you to be getting on the ground floor of that. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I mean, you know, I haven't been with, with Pat. Um, you know, we made it to the Big West final. It was the first time that he had made it to the final, I believe, in 2008. Yeah, with, yeah, with, with um, a couple of seniors who I'm still really, really close with. Pat Sanders, who played for a long time overseas and still playing and Darren Fells was in the NFL. We were right there and um, you know who knows what would have happened had, uh, had we been able to make that push. But the consistency of our program over the last really six years has been probably the most that we mostly that we take the most pride in um, just because of how difficult that is I mean you know creating continuity has been a real priority for coach with our players and with our coaching staff and he's made that something that he's held really important and um, and I think you take pride in the fact of you know being able to create that consistency um, and a lot of that comes down to culture and how you build it um, how you maintain it and how you continue to be able to you know, grow because we're certainly not content with where we're at and um, and that's a message that we give our team pretty much every day. The part of the story, the Norlander story that really gave me the kick was the, the ring, you know, that Kobe Bryant waited six years to give me the ring. So I, I, I told Sarah, I'm not going to ask him too much. I want to ask you this one question. Where do you keep the ring, sir? <laughs> it's at the house. Um, <laughs> you know, it's at the house. It doesn't come out very often. Um, you know, but um, yeah, it was, it was special. I mean, you know, the story kind of goes where, you know, it was it was kind of offered up to me by Kobe's agent, and I kind of brushed it off a little bit. And um, it was really kind of out of sight, out of mind. And I think a little part of me, you know, at times was like, man, that would have been a real cool keepsake, even though I felt like, you know, I wasn't deserving of it by any means. Um, you know, but, you know, it was probably a couple times I was like, eh, would have been kind of cool. And then to, to have it given to me, you know, after retirement when it was done uh, was really special. But, yeah, it's, it's at home. Um, you know, I, I think I wore it out really for the first time, um, the first game after he passed, um, just kind of as a, you know, just keeping him, keeping him close with me. Coach Bartelli, thank you so much. Appreciate you, Kevin. Joining us on Halftime, Ryan Bartelli, appreciate it. Come back with the second half after this.